Welcome to Build a Drone Reviewer Podcast, Episode 50, Rotor Talk Live, DJI Mavic 3 Big News, and Autel Evo 2 to Dominate. Got that coming up next. The other night on Rotor Talk Live, Marcus Crawford, Ron Braun, and I discussed the news regarding the DJI Mavic 3 apparently not being released in 2020. We also discussed if the Autel Evo 2 is poised to dominate in absence of the DJI Mavic 3 not being released in 2020. And we also discussed DJI's drone-to-phone proposal for the FAA remote ID. So without any further ado, let's roll that broadcast in its entirety. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Rotor Talk Live Season 3, Episode 7, DJI Mavic 3 and Autel Evo 2 and all the news. Gentlemen, welcome back. How are you this evening, Marcus? Very good, very good. Uh, I, I actually have a, a little bit of news for you guys. Uh, we I, I've got a, a new drone coming. Uh, one that uh, you guys may not be uh, aware of. Uh, last night I ordered an Esheen EX4. Okay. Uh, through Banggood, and it's coming from the U.S. warehouse, so I should have it pretty quickly. I ended up getting the two battery package. Got a pretty good deal at about two hundred eight bucks. Uh, so my thoughts on that were that uh, you know often we talk about starter drones for people. And Ron and I have had this conversation a million times about having stabilized video. Uh, so I thought that I had to put one of those in the fleet to be able to compare it and to be able to show people, uh, you know, what you can get for around 200 bucks. I think that's probably the very, and you guys tell me if you've seen anything different, but I think that's about the very bottom where you can get a GPS drone with, uh, uh, brushless motors with a stabilized uh, gimbal on it. A three-axis gimbal or two-axis? It's a three-axis gimbal, Ron. Now, 1080p now, only. You so. said this is an e-sheet. Is this a rebrand of something else? Or it, it is. It's the same thing as the Seafly Faith or the JJRC X12, I believe they call it. I can't it's keep up with all the. I can't keep up with all these drones that have about. They're, they're rebranded three or four times, but uh, it definitely sounds like. Uh, you know, it's interesting, but I did I hear correctly? You said you ordered a drone from Banggood and it's going to ship quickly. I mean, yeah. I, 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 let me let me say that I also take you downstairs and get a good stiff drink. They have they have it in their U.S. warehouse, and I used our good friend Ryan Duvall's link to uh, to to get it. Well, oh, wow! If Ryan Duvall's shipping it, I know it'll get there on time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, Ron, welcome back. How are you? Well, good, good to see. You. It's been such a long time, Bill. It's good to check in. Um, I just got one question for you, Bill. Yes. Your Zeno Two status. What happened? Zeno Two status. Not packed yet. Still, uh, still paid. Those, <laughs> those, those but, long gone people over at Gearbest, we gotta go over, we gotta go over there and work them. Well, I, I shouldn't say that. They're, they're you know, uh every day I hear every day I read the news on the coronavirus, it's getting worse and worse, it seems. So I really pity the poor people over in, in China. And I know that shipping out our little poo drones isn't the priority right now. So um 
we just got to hang in there, guys. Well, I have an update from a subscriber that I'm going to read to you, and then oh. we'll we'll get we'll talk a little more about the Zeno too. Um, this was from a comment that was left on a video. As of right now, news from on the docks, container shipping company offices in China are either already opened or getting ready to reopen as soon as possible and resume shipping containers full of toys, clothes, food, and of course, drones. So the scare of the coronavirus is slowly starting to fade away. So that's that's some good news. Uh, well, that, may, that, may, that sounds like good news, but from Apple today said that Apple today dropped, dropped their projections for this current quarter based on the virus. So it doesn't sound like Apple kind of agrees with that message you just read, Bill. Yeah, I, I did see that too, Ron. So, you know, it, it's, you know, we're getting a mixed bag. Um, hopefully, hopefully what we're seeing here is true. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd like to believe that. Hopefully, but I kind of trust what's coming out of Apple more than I do. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I don't even want to say. Be, be careful, Ron. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, but I, I, I kind of, I put more weight on what Apple tells me. I don't know what you think, Marcus. Yeah, no, I, I, I saw that on the business news this morning. And so, Ron, I will add to that and say that it probably also has to do with their production rate, not just shipping, right? So, right, right, no, no, right. No, 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 no question about that. And even think about this from Apple's perspective, parts suppliers, you know, hey, maybe they can put them together, but they can't get the parts, et cetera. And as we know, uh, anything in manufacturing now is all just in time. There's no backlogs of inventory anywhere, or that is their goal. Everything is produced just as it's needed. Right. So my advice to everybody in the chat tonight, fly what you got. Fly um, what you got. Exactly. Exactly. What you got. Um, well, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about the Xeno 2 here. Um, you know, it's really kind of been a um, – remember that song, Ball of Confusion, from back in the 60s, guys? I don't know if it was the spinners or the four tops or something. Did that. You have a couple of bars, Bill. Yeah, it's a it's a ball of confusion. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. Okay. I, I know. Not, they don't pay I, me I for my singing ability on this channel, okay? <laughs> but well, you know, it's it's and what's interesting is I've gone out on on to on to Zeno Zeno Nation and onto my Zeno group, and everybody's been saying you know it's it's been kind of like a, a you know. You get one thing from a customer service rep one day, and you get something else the other day, and and it's just been it's been like that. It's been you know they, they kind of tell you something to to appease you, and then you hear it the next day, and well, no, that's not really the case, and you know it's just it's just a big mess right now as far as that's concerned, and you know I, I wish, and I know Ron, Ron has mentioned this too, and I really it would be wonderful. If Hubson would just to say, you know what, let's just hook up with Amazon. They're, they they can ship worldwide. We can do it exclusively through them. And, you know, Jeff Bezos would be, you know, lining his pockets again with, with a lot more money. Um, you know, it, it would be it would be a very simple solution for that. But, you right. know, who am I to talk about trade laws and all that kind yeah, of stuff? Yeah, but I love gear bus gear best and bad goods service of whatever the rest of the world and and you know send a ship over here with a couple pallets of Zeno too and just once you get in the Amazon's warehouses whatever you set the release date at there two days later right Marcus that that tends to be it yeah 
Yeah. yeah. Well, next time around, once you you three of us pull our money, and we'll we'll buy a couple pallets of uh, the Zeno three directly from um, Hobson, and we'll have a sent over here, and we'll send it in the, into Amazon, and we'll be the uh, we'll be the drone kings. That's right. It'll all come from us. I got to share this picture. We had a gorgeous sunset tonight. I know oh, really? Ron is the Jedi master of sunsets. Okay. He, he really is. And if you guys ever watch some of his videos where he's done some sunsets, like I said, I, I, my words are true. Okay. Well, you know, uh, 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 the, the, the young Padawan here has, t has taken heed to this. And I want to go ahead and, and share this because I, I, I think this is, uh, this was a pretty good sunset tonight. Um, out behind our house. Uh, Valerie goes, I think you ought to take a look at that sunset out there. It's pretty mm -hmm. nice. So I went out there to take a look at it. And of course she was right. It was absolutely gorgeous tonight. So now um, what, what device was I taking with Bill? That was with a Galaxy Note 10 Plus. That's not the one with 108 megapixels. No, I, I don't have the, the S20. Okay. It, <laughs> not yet <laughs> it probably never um if i'm going for an upgrade it'll probably be the the note 21 so um but anyhow okay we're going to switch gears here and we're going to talk about the news that i had shared last week the breaking news about the dji mavic 3 and the what we found out that it is not going to come out in 2020 now um there's been a, a hailstorm of comments come out about this um, you know, Drone DJ, and I'll kind of start out with this, and I want to get your guys' reaction to it. Well, if you stop buying Mavic 2s, then we'll see a Mavic 3 this year. What do you guys think of a statement like that? Let's start out with that. Yeah, I think it's ridiculous. Uh, no, let's uh, – why would you stop buying Mavic 2s if they're – you know, there's, it's still a very valid product and, and people enjoy it. And uh, is, I, I can tell you that what DJI knows is they'll release the Mavic 3 because they'll have some phenomenal new uh, uh, feature on there that we're all going to want, and they'll sell twice as many of those. <laughs> and I say, you know, no, you know, no, no way they're going to get the drone can be organized to boycott Mavic 2 so we can get a Mavic 3. The only way exactly. the Mavic, the Mavic 2 is going to stop selling is if the Evo ever gets released to the, you know, the general public and the Evo models are are better drones at the at the same price point or less than the current Mavic 2s out there. Um that that'll stop them from selling. But well, you but know yeah, we, you know, that, that's you know th this th this is this is just a, a terribly interesting kind of conversation here as far as far as that's concerned. Um, you know, and, and here's another school of thought here. All right, you know, while you know we discussed that. All right, what do you guys think if this if DJI is just doing this as a um, they're they're feeding us false information, a false narrative that they're planning on coming out with it at the end of the year to get every throw everybody off base. What do you guys think of something like that? I I just don't see any reason for them to be that devious. I I I, I don't know what I don't know what advantage that would give them. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, I, I I don't know. You know, if they if if anything but progs being ready dictates a release dates. I mean, I'm. I mean, I, I'm guessing when the Evo 2 came out, what whatever you know, 
specs they had in the board for the Mavic 3 now got rethought um, after they studied the uh, again the specs of the both all all three Evo 2 models and then they probably rethinking what's going to be in a Mavic 3 and I guess the more stuff they want to put in it the more that pushes that release date back to like Bill said, maybe the end of the year or maybe next year. Bill, I see Lauren's in the house tonight, and he said he wouldn't mind getting in this conversation. Yeah, I just, I just sent him a link. Lauren's so. got a good mic uh, tonight. So, um, Lauren, if if you're available, I did send you a link on, on Facebook, so you're welcome to welcome to join the chat here. Um, you know, it, it really is one of these things here. You know, and one of the things that I heard today, and we're going to talk about the Evo 2 kind of separately from this, but one of the things that, that I heard of today, another thing swirling around is that DJI wants to make this an interchangeable camera like the Evo 2 is. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Well, that'd be awesome. I mean, anything that gives us more flexibility, uh, yeah, I, that'd be great. Yeah, and listen, uh, yeah, I, I think that would be a wise move too because, of course, the, the Mavic 2 you all was kind of you know uh, you could change cameras on it. I mean, not not easily. And, and not only does the Evo two have that uh, ability, but even a budget drone such as the Zeno two. See how I worked the Zeno two back in the conversation. <laughs> it has a changeable camera also. So how can how can DJI plan a drone coming out? You know, the end of the year. You know, when they release the Mavic three, it'll be the drone for a year or two. So by the end of that run, if they didn't have a, a, a removable camera on it, everybody else in the world would. So they definitely have to jump on on that bandwagon. I mean, unless they don't, unless they think it's total bull and nobody wants it or whatever. And um, I, I guess we'll have to see. And I, I, I have one big question for you. I mean, I, I'm going to get hate mail from the all tell lovers, and I'm not a, I'm not an all tell. I, I mean, I've never owned all tell, but. I think they make great products. I got nothing against them. But here's the thing is, we really don't know yet if the Evo 2 Pro with the one in sensor, we don't we know it'll be better than the Mavic 2 Pro or we, well, maybe. <laughs> but we don't know how much better because if it's not considerably better, who knows the Mavic 2 is going to upgrade for something that's just incrementally better. I mean, it's got to be a nice step forward at least to get me to upgrade. And we have been joined by Lauren tonight. How are you, sir? Not so bad yourself. Hopefully I got a bit better microphone tonight. Oh, we can yeah. hear you. Yeah. We're gonna get it. We're gonna get one of the what what's the music awards? We're gonna get an Emmy tonight for uh this voice quality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually it's funny because last time and, and my apologies to Bill is is uh, once I found out my microphone wasn't working properly and people were complaining, I, I more or less tried to keep my chat to a minimum. So <laughs> my apologies to everybody again. Hey, no bad problem. audit happened to all of us, Lauren. So uh, no no apologies needed. Um, so uh, we've been rambling on about the, uh, the Mavic 3 and stuff or whatever. I'm sure you have some thoughts. Uh, absolutely. Um, I, I can discuss some things, but I can't discuss everything. And, and Understood. part of that is that uh, they're not planning to release it in, in 2020. Or there is, uh, to quote it properly, there's no plans to release it in 2020 so far. And that so far came from many different sources. So that so far, you got to kind of take it with a grain of salt on whether or not uh, it's an absolute that they're not going to or or not you know 
I'll answer the question. This is probably a question you can't answer. Do you think the coronavirus has even affected something like the Maverick 3? And I, I'm just asking you to speculate here. You may not know the answer to this. Mavic 3, uh, not really, but okay. it was definitely affected everything else, like the everything from, from shipping to you name it, uh, like without going into too much detail, mm -hmm. uh, there's been a great effect um, to everything in China. And, and uh, what you said earlier, Ron, was uh, just spot on. There's a lot bigger things to worry about over there than than our drone deliveries. So, you know, you know, Lauren, that, that's a great, that's a great point here. And, and I think one of the things that we need to keep in mind is the human element. And, you know, it's been brought up, you know, first and foremost, you know, this is, this is, a, this isn't just China. It's, it's hit everywhere. Okay. There's been cases reported all around the world and, you know, hopefully the world health organization and, and other health bodies can get this addressed, get it taken care of and get it eradicated, um, you know, before, you know, more people's lives are lost. So, I mean, you know, that's the overriding and number one concern. And obviously I think what was, what was great was they extended the Chinese new years to allow for this. And, um, you know, and, and it's just a side note here. Um, DJI did um, get out their agricultural drones and use them to spray areas of Shenzhen and, um, you know, it really had a very fast application. I was reading Drone Girl, Sally French put out something like that. But anyway, okay, want to get want to get back to this here. Now, is it possible? And and this is for all of you. And, and Lauren, if if you have to defer, just just say defer on it. Do yeah. you think that with remote ID, the DJI decided that because it's way up in the air, that they decided for a drone like the Mavic Three? that they're just going to hold this until there's a decision regarding remote ID? Gentlemen, open for discussion. So that was honestly my first thought, is that, we, you know, it's just such a fluid situation right now. May, how do we know at that level? Maybe they do know what it is, and it sounds like there's, well, although I'd say based on the, that video that DJI released yesterday, they don't, right? They, they are making their push for that uh, – uh, drone to phone uh, idea. So who knows? And it sounds to me that even on the FAA side that there's technology yet to be developed. So I could completely appreciate that a manufacturer might take that into consideration before they release what is arguably their frontline prosumer drone. Uh, yeah. I, I, you know, I kind of agree with Marcus, you know, uh, I, I guess, uh, if they held the Mavic 3 off for a year and then released it early in 2021, maybe it could be the first um, drone ready for the new uh, FAA rules or whatever, be fully equipped for the new rules. I mean, I, I guess it could be a consideration. I mean, I pure speculation on my part on what's going through the minds of, you know, the people uh, over in, over in China. Uh, Lauren, you have any thoughts or can you speak yeah. to all on this topic? I, I can. Uh, some I do have to defer, but uh, the release of the three has absolutely nothing to do with that. Um, okay. I can. I know that for a fact. But on that same topic, I'm, I'm going to get a little bit personal here. Um, 
I am so dead set against any way that we are uh, allowing the public knowledge of personal information. And if we allow it to our authorities, whether it's down in the States or up here in Canada, um, yeah, okay, I got no problems with that at all. But uh, you get people out there that are just shall we say, vigilantes that just don't like drones, and that could cause more problems than, than they can ever imagine. Hey, Lauren, can I add to that just a little bit? Because you, sure. you spoke about authorities, and I completely agree with you. But what I will say is if I'm flying out in Class G airspace, I don't think even think the authorities need to know when and where I'm flying. Now, if I'm in any kind of controlled airspace, that's very, very different. They absolutely do need to know. But if oh, I'm out there in the middle of nowhere, why do they need to know? Where absolutely. Yeah. And like where I do a majority of my flying, like I like the scenic stuff. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's funny, Bill, or sorry, Marcus, uh, like so, some of the stuff that you've done in the canyon there, like there, there was a great show on TV the other night that kind of land, uh, showed all of our landscape that's near where I live. And... It's funny, within an hour drive, I've got everything from badlands to plains to, you know, huge mountains. And so I'm, I'm really blessed in that. But I have no, personally, no interest to, to fly in an urban center. So, uh, and for the FAA to go through with this thing about uh, internet connection, uh, you just can't do it. And uh, I worry because what happens in the States could happen in Canada. And, you know, mm -hmm. so it doesn't matter whether you're from the States or not. You should be uh, keeping your ear out on this. Um, yeah, we're going we're gonna to go ahead and take a deep dive into this here in just a few minutes. Hey, um, Bill, can I just check one thing before we go off the topic? Um, you know, what, uh, what I think uh, the FAA and them should be concerned about, too, is the first time somebody gets you know robbed and possibly injured or killed by by somebody using this you know uh peer-to-peer -peer location finder that they want to put in a, a drone a drone pilot or whatever somebody stalks them kills him steals his drone or injures him bad what what when his family what when they when they hire and you know in the u.s we have what they call what they call ambulance chases lawyers or whatever what they hire some aggressive lawyers to go to say that this rule is re is responsible for this person's death, and they go right after the FFA, which means they're going after the government in a huge lawsuit that could be in the courts for years and mm -hmm. a lot of uh, publicity on TV and negative publicity for the government and the FAA. I mean, that's uh, I can almost guarantee somebody will try to sue if something bad comes out of this. And they'll go right after the authorities and the people who put these laws into effect. Um, well, and great points, guys. And we're we're going to take a deep dive in it here in just a couple of minutes. Um, but a little more on the Mavic Three here. Um, and, and I want to throw this around, and Lauren, you can defer. You know, that's that that's always that's always available for you. Yep. Um, do you think? And, and this is a general question for everybody. And I'll answer this too. You know, when you guys are done. But do you think that DJI is retooling because of the Evo 2? Yes or no? Absolutely not. Yeah, I okay. don't think so either. No. I, I think that whatever Autel had going with the Evo 2, 
I, I guarantee you, DJI, if they didn't know precisely, they surely had a good idea of it. Oh, yeah. And they're the leader already, so they're pursuing their own technology. I just don't even, I can't even believe it would be a consideration. On, on Marcus's thing, um, I can say that uh, the, all the news of the release of the Evo 2 did give them pause. Um, but uh, again, as Hayes said, the uh, release of the Evo 2 has been not quite what was expected. They, they haven't really delivered in quantities. And so any chance of releasing the Evo 3 on the scheduled timeline, as, as I originally said, was scheduled for June or July, has now been kind of uh, wait and see on how the numbers are actually on the Evo 2. Well, you know, one thing with that, and, and I want to point this out, um, it was it was in my one-minute video, and we all know um, Cliff Totten, okay? Um, I'll call him my camera expert here because he is. Um, he was saying right now at this point in time that whatever, you know, whatever Autel puts out as far as camera specs are, you can't get any better than that right now. That is exactly what's available. So he said, you know, his comment was that whatever DJI does, it'll just match them. It won't, it won't exceed what they have because, and he actually said, you know, that 6K is a misnomer. It's really like 5.7. So he was real emphatic about that. Um, yep. You know, in the 8K, it's not quite 8K either. So, um, you know, and he's actually, he was, was yipping with, um, I'll tell about that, but that's a whole that's a whole other thing here. Um, do you do you think? And, and this is and this is just just for me. Uh, this is just you know this is just a question I'm going to pose to everybody here. Do you think that DJI just said, okay, we're going to stop here, and let's take stock of this situation? Okay, now you know we've we've ruled out that it was due to the coronavirus or anything to do with that. Um, you know we've also ruled out right now. You know it's not because of Autel in everything, they want this to be the flagship of their company without any question, okay? Because, you know, I can tell you this, on a, on a given day, I get 10 to 15 to maybe even up to 30 people join my Mavic 2 group, okay? It's, I'm getting close to 6,000 people in it. I mean, it's, it is, it is a very popular drone. It's something that we, you know, that, that we enjoy here, okay? Do you think, you know, that there is, and, 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 I'll, and I'll go with this, what DJI has said, because the Mavic 2 is selling so well, that DJI just doesn't want to interrupt this flow? Bill, I would say that they've probably got some pretty uh, smart uh, accountants that, uh, that, that ha have done the math and know uh, what the point is of where those sales drop off and when it's time to to release another one and it's probably a combination of things like that as well as uh you know developing the the technology for whatever that next product is so i, I mean i just i don't think you can put your thumb on any one thing would be would be my guess i i'm going to say something and, and try not to say too much but uh a lot of people are overlooking the obvious um a big part of DJI is their commercial end. And if you have a look, if they come out with a 
Mavic 3, how does that affect their commercial end? Think, think about that um, because they're, they're, they do have their Mavic Enterprises. And I'm, I have to leave it at that, okay? Okay. Um, uh, uh, let me throw in real fast. Uh, go for it, Ron. Uh, um, well, I, I have two, two thoughts here. Um, well, number one thought is I, I don't know, you know, what DJI's release schedules, but please, DJI, stop releasing all the drones I want to buy in the middle of the winter for us poor people that live in the cold water parts of North America. Don't release all Mavic Mini. It has to come out like in the middle of November and, and, and get to us about like the beginning of December, just when the weather's starting to fall apart here. All, all you know, all, they, all, the, all their new drones come out when just when the bad weather's about to hit. Put drones out in the spring or whatever. Thank you know, thank God for us people that live in the in the cold weather parts of the country. And the second, my second thought is, if I have to fly the Mavic Two Pro the rest of this year and the next year, it won't bother me one bit. I perfectly satisfy the drone. I never take the Mavic Two Pro out and 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 think I'm missing out on something because I don't have this or that feature or whatever. Um, and that's all I got to say on that. <laughs> hey, Ron, I'm sorry. I got to give you a bit of a hard time because we, we were out flying last weekend, uh, like as in Saturday. And I don't know if you've seen any of the pictures or, or not from, from our group, but uh, like it was what uh, when we started out, it was minus five Celsius. And by the time we were done, it was about plus two, plus three Celsius. And we had just an amazing turnout, you know, with the guys. So, uh, I'm uh, just giving you a little bit of a hard time. Boy, Tommy out there, huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I, um, I stand corrected then or whatever. Uh, you know, it, it actually has been a warmer than usual winter in, in New Jersey here. But, I, again, I would I would like to see these new drones come out in, uh, we'll say, April or May or whatever from DJI. Well, you know, one, one of the things, and we're going to wrap up the, the Mavic 3 portion of this right here, and I think Lauren brought up a great point, and – um, you know, last I heard, and Lauren can probably correct me on this, that the Matrice 300 was pending FCC approval before it's it's able to be released. Uh, that I, I I did read somewhere, um, yep. you know, and, you know, and again, he brought up a good point as far as the commercial end of things, because, you know, DJI does make a lot of money from their commercial drones. And, you know, let's consider the Matrice 300 a commercial drone, because basically, you know, a $30,000 product, um, you know, the, the three of us or the four of us can't walk into a store and say, you know, put down our card and say, you know, let me take it home. Well, Lauren might be able to, he might be able to take it home. I don't know. I don't know. They probably know where he lives, but, um, you know, for, for most people, you know, most consumers aren't going to be getting a Matrice 300. Let's just, let's just call it like it is. Okay. It, it has definitely has commercial type applications with it, whether it's filmmaking, you know, industrial type use, um, et cetera. Okay. Um, you know, so I think DJI has, has a lot on their plate right now. And I also think too, um, you know, you know, the Mavic Air 2 is, is, is something that is, is, is going, is, is definitely is coming. April um, or May. April or May. Hey, hey Bill, before we move on from the commercial drones, how big of a player is DJI in the commercial drone industry? How big of a part of their business is that? That's uh, that's a known that's seeing that's one thing DJI does not release their sales figures. So any type of any type of, of, of figures that you get, for example, I looked last year, 
and Drone Girl put together a, um, and it based it upon registration of drones with Kitty Hawk, what the most popular drones were, and it, and it was broken down, of course, with DJI, but but second, it, when it was really funny, was unique, okay, and go figure that one, because we've talked about that ad nauseum as well, you know, as, as far as that's concerned. So, you know, it, it's only getting a little bit of insight into things like that, um, you know, um, there may be something like that with Kitty Hawk as far as commercial drones are concerned. Um, you know, I, and I have absolutely no idea as far as that's concerned. Okay. So, Thank you. Um, so what we're going to do now is we're going to kind of shift focus and we're going to talk about the Evo 2 a little bit here because, you know, the comments just rolled in on my one minute video. Oh, this is a perfect chance for Autel to step in and take over. Um, you know, the, the sky is clear for them. The, the get out of the way, Grandma. The bingo game starting to roll. I mean, it's it's ready to roll for them. That that's what that's what I saw. I did see a lot of this as far as the comments were concerned. Okay, now some things that we need to keep in mind, and then I'm going to open this up for discussion here. Okay, number one, Autel does not have the production capabilities that DJI has. Plain and simple. Okay, it's just not there. They don't have that. Okay, number two, and let's remember this. At CES, and I know both Lauren and Marcus were there, at CES, it was a last-minute decision for Autel to put the booth in, and they had to get financing for that, okay? So their financial position is not as stable, obviously, as DJI's. And the other thing is, and, and I know Ken Dono kind of confirmed this for me as well, There's they have a bare minimum support staff up in, up in um, where they are near Seattle, Washington. They don't have a support staff anywhere near what DJI has as far as that's concerned. Okay. So your gentleman, gentlemen, I would like, I would, I'm interested to get your thoughts about the Evo 2 coming in and taking, taking the place of the Mavic 3 this year and being the king of drones. What are your guys' thoughts on this? It won't. Uh, I mean, so Autel clearly is very capable of making a, a nice product. Uh, we know that from uh, the original Evo. It's, I mean, still today, I would say it's probably one of the frontline prosumer drones. No, no question about it. Uh, so the Evo 2 is going to be a great product. But I just don't think they have the, the customer base that, uh, that DJI has. And uh, while I, I, I hope it's very successful, I, I just don't think that DJI has to worry too much about, about anybody overtaking their position. A good comment. I got one quick comment for Bill. Uh, you mentioned the Altel support staff being small. Do, do they have more or less people than GearBest in uh, customer service? That's that, that's a good question, Ron. They might have about the same, maybe <laughs> two or three. Yeah, probably the two or three better. Okay, here, here's my thought. Well, I, I got more of a question here to you guys than I do an answer here in the Altel too. Say the we'll, we'll, we'll go right to the Altel Evo Pro, the one and sensor model. So it comes out. And it's got great reviews. You know, it, it's clearly better than the Mavic 2 Pro. It could, you know, the, the, the pictures of video are better. And I, I'm just assuming all this. I'm not saying it, it is or it isn't or whatever. Okay, it comes out. What Would that be enough or would it take more for everybody on this panel to put their Mavic 2 Pro up on eBay and go get the Altel Evo 2 instead? Okay, for me, I have to, I have the proof is in the pudding, okay? I have to see... I have to see that video, and I have to see how well that video is. Well, that's what I mean. It, it's out, and everybody loves it, and it's a massive hit or whatever. 
Now, here's the thing, and, and this is something I think we need to need to kind of separate here. And, and I kind of alluded to it when we talked earlier about, you know, the Mavic 3 having, say, an interchangeable camera type of platform like the Evo 2. OK, um, the Mavic 2 is a solid drone. OK, let's just just talking drone wise. OK, and not the camera itself, but drone wise. It is a very solid performing drone, okay? All of us know that, okay? We, we've experienced it ourselves. We know how it performs. It performs extremely well. Um, you know, it, it has been my go-to drone almost all the time for, for just about anything here. With that being said, okay, now Autel is kind of branding the Evo 2 as their kind of go-to drone that it will handle, you know, multiple cameras in this same platform, okay? You know, while the cameras have been looked at already, okay, there haven't been a lot. And, and I know there's there's not a lot of Evo 2s out there. I know Rick Smith has one. I know Aldrin from, um, you know, Flight Path has one. Um, there's not a lot out there to see. But, you know, does it have, can it handle flying like the Mavic 2 or the Mavic, potentially Mavic 3s. I guess that's my question for you gentlemen. Do you think that this is a drone that can will have the capabilities of say on par with a Mavic 2 as far as the flying capabilities are concerned and obstacle avoidance and everything? I, I think there's little question. They wouldn't release it if it didn't. I, Yeah, there's no question in my mind. Yeah, I, I've never I've never flown an Altel product, but you know, I know that they have a pretty good reputation and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure that, uh, you know, from what we've seen in the specs, it looks like they expect it out to, um, you know, to compete or be a little better than Mavic 2. But again, that all, that all has to be proven when it really gets in the hands of end users, not just a couple yep. uh, 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 reviewers. And, and another thing, too, is for, for me, the upgrade, it would have to be significantly better than Mavic 2. It just can't be slightly better. Like, I, I don't care if it's got – like most people, I see the comments – we don't, most of us don't care about six or 8K, whatever. It's got to like, you know, uh, uh, the video has to look better. It has to be easier to edit in like Final Cut and um, and the Adobe Premiere, whatever. I mean, it's, um, you know, it, it, the pictures have to be, look uh, significantly better. It has to be significantly better for me to want to upgrade to it. Otherwise, I'm just sitting tight on the Mavic 2 Pro. And that's that's my thoughts. Lauren, what are your thoughts? Yep. Uh just one thing before I get into that is uh, with Optel, a lot of people are kind of overlooking the fact that uh, they also are being affected by the coronavirus, right? Right. So, uh, you know, everybody mentions, you know, DJI, DJI, but uh, it, pretty much anything coming out of China is affected and, and you know, the Optels are built there. So but hey, on, on that note, uh, personally, I got asked a question the other day uh, and I kind of thought about it. And it was like, what more could they do to the Mavic 3 to make you more interested? And my simple question was, what can you do? Because realistically, a lot of people don't realize we've got some just some awesome drones out there. And frankly, between Autel and DGI, I think it's going to be a slugfest, is my honest opinion, because... What we've got now, it's pretty tough to beat that's usable to the consumer. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. That yep. really, that, that, that yep. really totally makes a lot of sense. I, I agree 100%. Um, you know, kind of wrapping these things up here, you know, um, you know, we, we touched on a lot of points here for the Autel too. Um, you know, it's, you know, once they get over their 
software issue. And, you know, I did, Ron, I did read your comment on Rick Smith's video. And I did read Rick's reply on there as well. And so it sounds like the Evo 2s are, are, you know, basically sitting in boxes or pallets somewhere and just, you know, they're waiting for Autel to get a firmware update taken care of as, as far as that's concerned. So, um, you know, stay tuned for that. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll definitely, you know, we'll definitely find out what's going on with that. And hopefully, you know, sooner rather than later, because, you know, Autel does not want to repeat history. Um, right. You know, the, right. the history from, la from from when the Evo 1 came out was not very good. I mean, it, you know, it was at CES and then in February, you know, the FCC approval came out and all the pictures were released and everything. And then and then we didn't hear anything to the end of June, beginning of July. And they don't want to do that. And and I do know I did talk to, to Ken Dono a little bit. And, you know, um, the, his sponsor, DroneWorks, they've actually given people their money back who have actually put deposits on them because, you know, said, let's not do this. And, and he talked to the owner of DroneWorks, uh, you know, um, I, be I believe this is all correct. You know, let's not do this now. Let's wait because, you know, let's don't don't worry about, you know, you, you know, when it's time, we'll let you know. OK, so um, so they're in they're in that type of a mode yeah. right now. So, hey, Bill, before you move on from the Evo, uh, about three or four comments back from Larry Boggs, he makes a great point. Also, it's hard to beat the DJI smart controller. The only thing, yeah, the Altel Evo, if it is a better drone than the Mavic 2 Pro, it won't have a better controller. Yes, uh, that's that's definitely a hundred percent agreement, and I think Ron Ron can say without any question, he's glad that I talked him in taking them talking them off the ledge on the smart controller because yeah yep, that yep. is just an incredible that that happens to be for me okay if somebody were to ask me what was my favorite accessory ever for a dji product bar none it's the smart controller okay even with all its warts and blemishes and everything you know that has just shown incredible capabilities and you know i was very fortunate to be among the few that to beta test it with the phantom 4 pro v2.0 and it's just it's an incredible, it's it's totally different flying experience with that, with a Phantom 4 Pro V2.0. Right. Are, are there any Smart Controller 2 rumors out there? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, high, it, it, it's, it's like, it's like it, and I'll put it to you this way. How do I get better than my my wife Valerie? Okay, it just doesn't happen. Okay, it's probably one of those kind of one of those kind of answers. Okay, that that kind of thing just doesn't happen. You know. It, it's strange because, personally, I'm not a fan of, of the smart controller. But that's just a personal thing. Um, mm -hmm. You know, your, your limitation on third-party apps and stuff like that, to, to me, that was kind of a no-go. But, you know, to each their own, I guess. That's right. That's right. I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're Ron and I have enjoyed ours. And, well, and it, it's, just, it's just not happening to fiddle with that phone and getting – plugged in or whatever i mean just on that alone or whatever um that that's a big deal to me you know um just seems to get up in the air faster and and that screen absolutely like uh it's like i say it's it's all a personal preference uh, but just for me um but i know lots of people that absolutely demand to have those so whatever makes you happy oh it's great that we have options yep exactly well, we're going to kind of we're, we're going to switch gears here in the last part of the show. And, and we've already touched upon it a little bit. DJI put out a video yesterday. I believe it was yesterday. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Yesterday. yesterday. And it was on they call it drone to phone. All right. And 
uh, Brendan Schulman and Adam. Oh, what's the gentleman? Adam Lisberg, I believe, um, from DJI, um, talked about their. It, it's a, it's an answer for remote ID. Now it's based upon Wi-Fi, and you know it's a, it's they turn they deem it as a cost-effective type of solution. They also say that this can be rolled out to existing drones via for firmware update. Um, and that it would, the burden would not be on consumers as far as the cost is concerned. However, and this has been a real sticking point, and I did notice in their comments section that overwhelmingly people said, you know, okay, law enforcement on a need-to-know basis, yes, that's fine. But for me, okay, I don't want the gentleman across the lake down there to know that I'm flying. And if he has if he has a hard time with it comes over on my uh, you know on my property with a baseball bat and, and destroys the drone or comes after me um, or if um, a criminal decides you know what I'm going to go steal this drone I uh, know where this guy's flying I'll just come over there and get it I mean you know the whole privacy concern is, is I think is overriding in this point now just to be fair I did see a comment today. Um, out on Twitter, and it was from Brendan Schulman, and he responded, Drone DJ had put out a, a comment about this, and Brendan Schulman said, you know, this is not something that we're implementing. This is something that we, we have proposed um, as, as, as a possible solution, because the solution that the FAA has out there, and I think we're all in agreement, it's it's totally, number one, it, it's, it's off the charts, okay? The burden is on the consumer, on us, all right, the hobbyist, um, pilots, okay, the, the, in, 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 it's inconveniences everybody. It affects the AMA as well and all the gentlemen who love to fly their model planes. Um, it, it's, it's very far-reaching. It's very invasive. It's, 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 too, it's, it's too much, okay? And this version, what DJI has proposed, okay, it sounds plausible. It sounds doable. It's with Wi-Fi, okay? Everything but and you know th this whole issue of privacy, um, gentlemen. I'm going to open up the floor here to this. What do you What do you guys think of this? Well, I'll I'll go ahead and start. So, and just like we uh, spoke about earlier, my concerns are just just what you described, Bill. Everybody knows I fly out at Heroes Park and Meridian quite a bit, and I've had you know nothing but friendly uh, interactions with people out there in the park, but. Uh, you could imagine that somebody sees you flying in a public park and they don't like it for whatever reason. And like you said, maybe not even harming you personally, but here comes your drone. They take a baseball bat, knock it out of the air. I mean, just, your mind just reels. And, and why is that anybody's business? It, I don't see how that is anybody in the general public's business. Now, with regard to uh, flying in controlled airspace, I absolutely understand why the authorities under certain circumstances would want to know that. And those circumstances being if they observe you flying in an illegal way or if it's a big sporting event or VIP event or something that they're very, very concerned about keeping the airspace clear, absolutely I want the authorities to be able to zone in and figure out who's flying and all that. That said, when I am out in Class G airspace, out in the middle of, you know, going over the Snake River Canyon, 
Nobody needs to know that I'm flying my drone out there. They just don't. I'm not hurting anybody. It's not in controlled airspace. Uh, that is that is nobody's business. Now, Bill, you touched on something earlier where you mentioned an ADSB trans uh, or uh, excuse me receiver, not a transmitter, because what the FAA is worried about is overwhelming the system if we all had ADSB transmitters on our drones. But a receiver that would tell us if there are aircraft in the area, something like that. Hey, that's that's a great idea. That you know, that's something that would be personally I would see as helpful to all of us. Uh, but uh, the, my biggest concern here is just like what others have presented, it, it it feels like it's a done deal already, and that's that's just a bummer because I I, th I just think it it turns uh, creates well it will change our hobby personally per, uh, permanently because a number of people just they just won't want that hassle and they just won't do it. That's all. They just won't do it. Um, I want to go next on this one because uh, I don't know if any of you guys have ever flown a drone with ADS-B. Um, like I, I've flown several times a, a 210 version 2, which is equipped with the ADS-B. And, you know, something I, I frankly, I love it because having that awareness of, of other aircraft around you just adds an extra level of safety. And I was kind of thinking that since we have the ADS-B in, on on those drones that if they were to use something like their uh, geo mapping and if you're in controlled airspace it also becomes a uh, adsb out um so that if a guy was in class g airspace you've got just ads and uh, adsb in because you know there is aircraft out in g airspace so having that as a uh, option to to have the extra level of safety to me it, it's kind of a no-brainer to, to just add that adsb out in controlled airspace awesome. um, yeah uh you know lauren makes great points i mean there's much better ways of implementing safe drone flying out there than what the faa proposal uh brings down less complicated more effective and i've said it before the FAA proposal is written by a uh, a lobbyist for a delivery company who doesn't, you know, all they want to do is clear the skies out so they can deliver their packages, which isn't going to happen anyway way for the next the foreseeable future, anyways. Um, it's got nothing to do with what's best for for drone flyers. And and the ironic part about that video that DJI released yesterday that got, has so many dislikes and you know, so, so much hateful thoughts about it. It's still better than what the FFA wants to do, making us pay for like a third party uh, thing to, um, you know, identify us, whatever. I mean, that's how things, you know, have gone bad that, that DDI is proposed to, but it's still better than, than what we, we may likely get anyways. But uh, I'll throw it back to Bill. Yeah, I was. Uh, that's that. That's spot on, Ron. Well, it's like you know, it's like okay, you know, d d on this hand, you know, it's it's the FAA and just with the the piece of trash that they handed us, you know, and then there's what DJI hands us, which you know, it, it, it's it's about what I'll say, seventy five percent there. Okay, um, I, you know, and I have to say this, I did see. Um, Lauren has a great point because I I did see ADSB on a on a two ten. And I did see how effective it was. 
I mean, to know where planes are, it, it, it was just it was just incredible. Where we, and we were flying, you know, we were outside the five mile limit of Tampa International, but I was able to see some of those planes, and, and it, you know, it was on the screen, and the information was easy to decipher, and it gives you a real awareness when it, when you're out there flying. And I think I I, I mentioned um, I mentioned last night, Lauren, to Ron and Marcus, you know, the area behind my house. Usually, it's not. It, but lately, it's been very crowded with like private aircraft, like like the small Cessnas and um, you know, coming low. And the, we have occasionally it's it's a it's a direct route to an Air Force base over where our house is. And occasionally, several times, there's been low flying jets that have come over here. So you know, having that awareness and knowing where that is 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 I think is is just paramount. So, you know, when I write my comments up and, and I've kind of got a rough draft, I'm going to be including, you know, ADSB in there because I think having something like that w- w- would be a godsend for a lot of people. It would it would make a lot of sense. And also, too, you know, you know, I, I would be willing to pay the extra what, 100, 150, 200 dollars. You know, if that's what it costs to get this on a drone, I don't think it would cost that much. But I'd be willing to spend that money up front versus this proposal by the FAA and having to get a company, say, like Kitty Hawk, get them rich. OK, hey, uh-huh. Bill, can, can I pull a, a Ron Brown and throw a question at the group? Yes. So, <laughs> Ron does this all the time. Guilty charge. <laughs> so the, the, the three of you. If you had to fly under those conditions where, where you know, everybody can see where you're flying, where you're at with your controller and so forth, if this is implemented, uh, how will it affect you personally drone flying? And I'm going to answer for myself first. And I'm going to tell you that I'm not going to quit flying drones, but it will limit me and it will make me less excited about the hobby uh but i'd be interested to hear what how it would affect you guys well um, uh, first of all it'd be very minimal effect to me because like i say most of my stuff is way out in class g airspace and and kind of if you can find me there you know go ahead (laughs) i i might i might get get some squirrels upset but other than that i don't think it's going to be a big problem and I'm kind of like Lauren. I, I fly mostly Class B, and uh, uh, I say I guess I won't be flying any more uh, dicey neighborhoods anymore, which I don't hardly do any. So I did fly in a dicey neighborhood the other day, but uh, I, I mostly, you know, a lot, most of my flights are down at a beach in a, in a kind of a short community where there's a little crime. Um, and I'm kind of a celebrity down here. Everybody loves my drone videos of the town or whatever, so I don't think I'll get too much hate from people because I'm flying a drone, but I definitely see your point, Marcus. Uh, it doesn't it won't have as much impact on me as I think most people, but I could definitely see it having an impact on Maine and the drone community and even to the extreme that some people will give up the hobby because of these restrictive rules. So, uh, Bill, I'll throw it over to you. What are your, how do you, how can you answer this, Marcus's question? Well, that's a good question. And for me, it's not going to affect me. I mean, if I need to go out and fly in a different area all the time, other than where, and I kind of think I'm going to be having, have, have to do this because um, our development situation is changing rapidly and some builders are coming in and 
um, they're claiming that they own the lake and, and it's their property and all this stuff. So that could be changing. But for me, but for no, I'll find a place to fly and I'll continue to do so. My heart's content. I mean, I, this this will not change my habits at all. Um, you know, I'm just hopeful. Like I said, I'm hopeful of, of, you know, this measure being implemented to have, have that ADSB, you know, not the transmit, but the receive part to where we can see th these aircraft. Okay. That we can, we can have knowledge of this. And, and I'll say this for the genuine general populace, um, let's say drone pilots, you know, they're 99.99% of us we're going to, we're going to follow the rules. Okay. It's that one tenth of 1% like that idiot. You probably remember a couple of years ago that flew up on the space needle over in Seattle and, um, you know, you know, crashed his drone up there and, and almost hit some people that were installing fireworks for the, for the fourth or whatever, you know, it, it's idiots like that. But for the most part, okay. Most of us follow the rules. Most of us want to know when there's aircraft out of there. Most of us, you know, in instinctively, okay, let's say, and this happened last time I flew. I, it was a Mavic Mini. I had it up. It was maybe 25 feet up in the air. I hear a plane overhead. I just stop. I'm stopped right where I'm at. You know, I can, it was within visual line of sight. I saw him. I waited until he was way out of the area, and I didn't go higher than 100 feet for my flight, Okay. Uh, you know, most of us are like that. Most of us, you know, if 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 we sense that there's something in the area, if we know that, we're gonna we're we're gonna react to it. And this is why I I think you know you can't place enough emphasis on on having a you know having a ADSB receiver in the drone because it will tell you information that will be valuable to you, extremely valuable. You know, I look at it like this. Okay. It's not the private pilot's fault, okay, or the private pilot's concern to get out of our way. It's our it's it's our business to get out of their way. Um, and and once we do, you know, things work well. They work like they should. Okay, that's 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 kind of my two cents worth on all this. And, so and I'm gonna get. Oh, go ahead, Marcus. I'll go after you. Okay, I just want to I just want to add that the, your three responses then to me are confirming to both the FAA and to DJI that it's okay to implement this because it's not going to affect their business. Uh, no, that's not what I meant. I, I was referring to ADSB, not not to not the implementation uh, as they're proposing. Okay. But uh, but on the ADSB, uh, I'm I'm getting the the air too just because it has it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um. Mel brings up a good point, and by the way, welcome, Mel. Um, you know, I don't know Amazons of the world can do deliveries with the current FAA laws. Um, you know, if you want to expand upon that in the chat, go for it, Mel. Um, that, that 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 would be fine. We we can definitely um, talk about that here for a minute. Um, you know, and, and that's the other thing, the other driving force behind a lot of this remote ID. Um, I can show you a current law in the FAA regs that prohibits it. Um, Okay. Um, that, that's, you know, if you want to, if you want to go ahead and post that link, I'll allow that link mail. So go ahead and do that. Um, if you want to, um, you know, and, and I think this is another point before we kind of wrap things up here on, on this and kind of close things out. Um, I think it's important to realize here that what's dry, what's the driving force behind all of this. Okay. It's, you know, it's our, it's our buddy, Mr. Bezos and Amazon and UPS and FedEx and all these companies that want to do deliveries by drone. 
And, and I think we need to keep in mind uh, that, you know, the technology still isn't there yet. Okay. And, and I did say that when the remote ID proposal came out, that technology, it's, it's, it's putting it, they, what they put on paper will not work. It's not a viable solution yet. Maybe two, three, four years down the road, it could work. We don't know. Okay. What DJI, at least DJI's solution works. Okay. It's a proposal, you know, for me without the public knowledge, I, I'm, I'm okay with something like that. But I think, you know, uh, there's a there's a point to be made and a point to be said about big business trying to come in and say, you know what, we want to control the airspace. We want to have uh, do deliveries. OK, you know, it's going to take, you know, they're, they're still not at a point where um, the, the, that they're capable of doing that yet. Everything that I've read as far as far as these are concerned, you know, I, I do see some great success stories about. For example, on there was a hospital campus in North Carolina, you know, transferring, you know, blood or even a, there was a kidney that was moved from one area to another, um, you know, so, some vital work there, which is fantastic. But, you know, there's a lot to go on with this. There, there, there's a lot that is is hasn't been done yet. OK, and they're not at the point and they're not ready for this yet. OK, so, you know. Why the push for all of this all of a sudden? You know, that's a whole nother topic. That's a whole nother Rotor Talk Live. I'm not going to get into that right now. But I'd like you guys' final thoughts on, on this whole drone to phone from DJI um, and remote ID. Um, you know, if you guys want to start, Marcus, Ron, and then Lauren, if you guys want to go ahead and do that. Yeah. So, Bill, I mean, I think I made my <laughs> thoughts on it, on it fairly clear that I, I don't I don't like it at all. Uh, I, I just don't think there's the it, it if it was just the authorities I could accept it I, I would I still probably wouldn't like it but I could accept it but the fact that the general public that anybody can get their smartphone out and look at exactly where I flew my drone and where I'm standing now nah, I got a problem with that so uh, yeah anyway uh, it is what it is and I suspect that. Uh, that, that one way or another, that kind of technology, whether it's the FAAs or DJIs or however it works, that's going to be kind of something that is, is going to happen. And I think it will put a damper on our hobby. Ron. Um, thank you, Marcus. Good thoughts. I, I second everything you said. Um, uh, I, I, uh, Bill, I, I just want to say that, um, you know, we, we talked about these you know, new proposed F. AA rules and they and met in the rules they mentioned safety you know like hundreds of times in there uh but we all know that that's that's not right we know that outside of a few isolated incidents in the u.s and even worldwide there's been very little drone accidents as far as them hitting planes or other drones or anything like that they're very few isolated cases so this really has nothing to do with safety this is all about clear to decks for the big, uh, the big delivery companies who think they can deliver stuff, which we've already talked about, it doesn't. It probably won't happen in the in the near future, anyways. So, um, but that, that's just it. It's not. It's not about safety. You could talk about how safe remote ID is or AAD. I can't even say the the letters. I'll say that, but I mean, there there's not many safety concerns as it stands now. So um, that's my thoughts and. Um, I'll throw it over to Lauren. Sure. Um, my 
basic thoughts are if it's uh, the information is confidential and sent to the people that need to see it, not to everybody, but needs to see it, and can be done in an economical fashion. And if, if in fact, that they are doing this to uh, bring in the corporate section, I think corporate should be paying the cost, not, not, the, not us, because we've been in this in the air for years. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm coming up on my eighth year of flying. And for somebody to come in and say, now I've got to pay fees so, so the corporations can fly, no, not working for me. Well said, Lauren. Yeah, I agree. That was that was very well said, Lauren. And you know, for, for me, as far as far as this is concerned, you know, um, I, I number one, you know, I'll, I'll start off with what Lauren said. You know, I don't want I don't want to be paying for Amazon to rule the air rule the air airwaves, so to speak, or for UPS to do that. Okay, I don't want I don't want to have to do that. Let them do that if they if they want to if they want to do that and it's so precious to them. Let them pay, number one. And number two, okay, do not put the burden on consumers in any way, shape, or form, all right? I want to be able to go out there. I want to be able to get my smart controller, power that up, power my Mavic 2 Pro up, you know, next thing I know, I'm up in the air, and I'm doing what I love, you know? I want to be able to do that freely. I don't want to have to be encumbered by by a, a lot of a lot of things as, as far as that's concerned. I want to be able to do this without hesitation. I want to be able to do this without my neighbor knowing that I'm taking off again, all right? Or someone who is intent on performing a criminal act, um, you know, causing me some bodily harm or stealing my property. I don't want, I don't want that, okay? I don't want that. Law enforcement, yes, I, I fully, you know, I, I will say yes, I believe that they do need to know that information, but no one else does, all right? Except for myself and law enforcement, that's fine. You know, and if law, as long as I'm within the laws, which like I said, 99.9% .9 of us are, it's all good. I don't, I don't see any problem with that. All right. You know, we're at the point of the show. I'm going to kind of do a synopsis of what we talked about tonight. We did touch a little bit on the Xeno 2 and, and updates regarding that. And hopefully, you know, things will get shipping wise. You know, we, we may see some activity on that soon because I know some of us have gotten some shipping notices. Some of us haven't yet, and I'm in the haven't yet haven't yet club. So I'm hopefully that that hopefully that's gonna that's gonna correct itself soon. You know, we did talk a lot about the Mavic Three, and um, you know, and some and, and share some thoughts. And I want to thank Lauren for joining us, kind of like at the last minute, and to get a lot of his interjections and thoughts regarding that. And Lauren, we really appreciate that. And you know, it, it was some some excellent information. We also touched on the Evo Two and what this means for Autel, um, you know, is, is, you know, and we've basically came to the synopsis, you know, Autel is not going to overtake DJI with this by any stretch of the imagination, but I think they're going to have a bigger footprint here. Okay. Without question. I, I think that, you know, they're, they're, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to do well in something that we didn't touch on, but I want to want to say very briefly is, okay, they're going to have to keep up with excellent customer service for this. Because if they don't, because if they stumble on this at all, okay, it could cost them the company. It's the, this is a make or break kind of a thing for them. I think they're all in on this, and you know, and I want them to succeed because by them succeeding, it pushes DJI. You know, they they push each other around, which I think is a great thing as far as that's concerned. And then the last thing we talked about tonight was drone to phone and the ramifications of this. And while on the outset it sounds great, you know. 
there's the whole concern about privacy and and I think we, we've addressed that very well. And there's been some great comments. And I want to compliment everybody in the chat tonight. You've absolutely have been fantastic. You've, you've put in a lot of great comments, a lot of great thought. Um, I want to thank everybody for this. Let's go to closing thoughts. Marcus, Ron, and then Lauren, and then we'll call it a night. Well, uh, not a lot going on other than I've got some good weather ahead of me. So hopefully get out and fly a little bit. I, I, did hear from the folks at uh, Skydio with regard to the gimbal issue that you saw on my Skydio 2. Uh, they feel like it's something that they can correct with software. So that's a good thing. Bill, you touched on uh, customer service with Autel. What I will say is all the companies could learn from the way uh, Skydio handles their customer service. Uh, so, so that's about it. Ron. Uh, thank you, Marcus. Uh, looking forward to, um, you know, uh, some more videos from the channel. Uh, I, I put up a uh, Scottio 2 video today, like a car tracking video down at the beach, uh, you know, in, in Bradenton. So check that out if you're interested in the uh, Scottio at all. And uh, I hope Bill receives his uh, Zeno 2 before he gets his Mavic 3 in. And uh, there goes the phone. I'll throw it over. That's the Zeno 2. Saved by the bell. That's your best on the line. It's coming. Lauren, Lauren, take it away, Lauren. I'm done. <laughs> you cracked me up. I totally forgot what the heck I was going to say now. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I'll, I'll rumble on for a few minutes so you can collect your, your thoughts. <laughs> uh, anyways, yeah, I, I think we're just kind of seeing the tip of what's coming in, in the near future. I'm looking at one right now. It's called an MK3. Uh, probably not something that you guys would be interested in unless you're into thermals. Um, but it, it's quite an interesting little project. But uh, that one I can talk about a little bit. But I, uh, it's it's interesting, but I think it's got a ways to go. But as for DGI and, and Autel, uh, the best thing that can happen is those two guys have a slugfest because all that does is give better products in the end line. And that's my final thoughts. Yeah, that's, I, I, well, Lauren said it. I mean, he said it, said it very well. He, he summed it up. I mean, you know, Autel and DJI going to fisticuffs couldn't be better. Um, that, that would make such a difference for, for all of us. And we win in this instance. And, um, you know, as a final thought, as a closing thought, please go out and do your comments out there. Okay. Um, on the on the uh, FA remote ID, it's they're needed out there. They're they're um, the AMA is encouraging all their members to go out there and do that. Um, you know, I I haven't looked lately to see how many are out there. March second is is coming up, and and in spite of what you hear, and in spite of what you th what you think that this is a done deal, or you know, as, as far as that's concerned, put that out of your mind. Formulate some thoughts, type it up, proofread it. And then get it out there because, you know, we have a chance to voice our opinion here. And, and I think it's important to do that. All right. You know, I've, I've, I've exhausted my thoughts. I want to thank, um, you know, Marcus and Ron. It was a pleasure having you guys back. Also, i am be very remiss to say I want to thank Josh from Parks and Tech for filling in last week. You know, um, you know, he was and, and it was and it was weird. And I have to say this. He was craving Jimmy John's and grouper sandwiches. I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know if that that would have anything to do with 
with Marcus or Ron, but uh, he told me he was kind of craving those. So, but no, I want to thank Josh. He did excellent last week. Josh, you, he's, he's under the weather tonight. Hope you get feeling better soon. You know, we'll, we'll definitely get you on sometime. And I want to thank Lauren very much for coming in at the last minute. Um, really added a lot of valuable input, especially about the Mavic 3 and what we can expect and everything. So everything, guys. And remember, it's a great day to fly. Thanks so much for stopping by tonight. Take care. And we